Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Amen. Thankful for the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. He also went on to say in that scripture that to have friends, Brother Mike, one must show himself friendly. Amen. And I can tell you, Jesus shows himself friendly. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? This morning, I'd like to talk to you about kingdom principles. Brother Everett talked to us about who belongs. Brother Rayleigh last Sunday talked to us about kingdom value. And this morning, for a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about kingdom principles. Um, the whole gist of this month is about putting others first. Mark 10, 43 and 44 reads like this. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. Church, say amen, and you can be seated. Amen. And just before I get started this morning, I would like to thank everybody that, that supported us through prayer and giving, coming, being a part of the revival at Lights for Christ Church and Chief and Brother Danny, we're just ever so humble to all of y'all that, that help us and pray for us, that come over and support us. Um, Sister Boyd, I'm just overwhelmed at how much this church has loved us and supported us, Sister Townsend. And um, I often think about, I'm not just, I'm just being honest, I often think about if I'd have started here, Brother Brian, amen, when we started the church, amen, I just... I've always loved coming to Hatchbend. It's always been a special place to come. I remember as a kid coming over on Saturday night and having church, Brother Polk, as a kid, so impacted my life. And Sister Lynn, I'm so thankful. Y'all have been very kind to us. The lesson said that God promotes those who do not promote themselves. And can I tell you that, um, Brother Orlando, that that's all about being about Jesus, amen. It's always about other Sister Susan. It's always about putting others first. Brother Allen's already read one of my scriptures, so I'll just can overrun that. But we all know that the great commandment is, Brother Kevin, to love thy Lord, thy God, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said the second one is this, that we should love thy neighbor, Sister Smith, as ourself, amen. And he said, all the other commandments hang on just that one, Sister Shirley. And so we're so thankful that, that we've got to put God first. Amen. We was talking, coming to church this morning about Brother Toby, that people that we know that's turned their back and went back in, into the world. But can I tell you, Sister Donna, if you'll just keep those two commandments, if you'll just love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, Sister Mary, and love thy neighbors thyself. Can I tell you, we'll stay on that straight and narrow path. Amen. Brother Pope, because it's always about lifting up the bloodstained banner, and it's always about putting somebody before us. Amen. I, I read that the day, uh, this week, that C.S. Lewis said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. 
Amen, Brother Donnie. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but, but I know people when the conversation starts, Brother Wayne, it's about them. When it ends, it's about them. Amen. But, but you know, really being a humble servant, and that's what we're called to do. You know, um, Sister Betty is to be a servant, amen, to this loss. And I was thinking, I was praying out this morning about the Bible said, if the salt has lost its savor, it's only good for one thing, Sister Jenna, is to be cast out and be trampled under men's feet. Don't you want to make people thirsty for Jesus? Don't you, Brother Jack, want that your life would make somebody thirsty for what you've got and what God's blessed you with? I'm so thankful. I thought about some time ago, we used to own Wyndham shares and Y'all maybe don't know about timeshares at Wyndham, but Sister Kathy, if you had enough points or calendar dates or whatever, you could go. And it was so nice, Sister Melinda. We, we didn't have the VIP area that we could go through, but we could see it from where we were standing. Amen, Brother Junior. Man, but we but even at that, we got to still get in there, you know. And Brother Donnie, we got there. The beds was made up, you know, and everything was nice. Little Wayne didn't have to get a broom, Brother Junior, and do no sweeping. Amen, honey, I tell you. Man, I, but anyway, I won't get on that this morning. But my point is, Sister Sherry, we just had to show up. Somebody had already done all the heavy work, amen. The bed was nice, and I mean, it was just nice. Everywhere we ever went, Brother Jerry, it was just a nice place to go. But, you know, I've always wanted to own something, Sister Jane, of my own. I never did like renting, and I told Sharon, I said, if the Lord would bless us, and we could have our own vacation spot when we got there, just be ours. I don't know about y'all, but Sister Joyce, one of the, great aggravations of my life is when we go on vacation is that we have to pack stuff Sister Davis you know we got to pack stuff when we get there and unpack and blah 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 I always wanted a place that's you know that I could just go and, and leave my stuff there and when I come back it stuff would still be there Sister Amy amen I didn't have to pack nothing um, you know maybe honey and I would make up our mind Sister Joy and we just leave Maybe right after church service. When we got there, if the floor was dirty, if the bed wasn't made, or if the bathroom wasn't clean, it was up to us. Amen? We was the servants then. My point is, Brother Everett, you know, people make being a servant such a big deal, but it's just what Christ done for you and I. Amen. He paid the ultimate price for me and you, Brother Kenny, that we may have a pathway to heaven. Amen. He paid the ultimate price by taking those stripes on his back that you and I might have healing. Amen. And so is it anything too much to ask that God would want us, Brother Richard, to be a servant for him? Him that paid the ultimate price, Brother Allen, and died for me and you. Aren't you thankful for a Savior that came and bled on an old rugged cross that died for you and I? That, and not only that, he left us his Holy Ghost, his spirit to live and dwell inside of us that we could always be in the presence of God. I don't know about you, church, but I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Philippians 2, 4, and 8 says, Look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Well, that's a novel idea. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, uh, this world would teach you don't look on every man's stuff unless you want it. Amen. Don't put other people's before you. But, Brother Danny, that's just the opposite of what the Bible teaches. Amen. Brother Allen just talked about that little fellow. I've often thought about, I just wonder, the Bible said that he climbed up in a sycamore tree. I wonder how many people put forth that much effort, Sister Carolyn, to see Jesus. Amen. You got to figure the little man had to climb up in the sycamore tree because he couldn't see over the crowd, Brother Leonard. 
But, you know, a lot of people can't even put off what they want to do to come to church for just a couple hours. Amen. And, Lord, if you had a Sunday night service and a Tuesday night prayer meeting and a Wednesday night service, that might just be almost too impossible. Amen. Now, come on now, church. We, you know, it's just the mentality that we're in today, Brother Hal, that we just want it easy. Amen. And, but, but he went on to say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But verse 7 said, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the death, even the death of the cross. Acts 10 and 38 said how God anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And the Bible said who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, Brother Kevin. Can I tell you, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed that this cup would pass from him, Sister Jane, he said this powerful word. He said, nevertheless, can I tell you, this ain't the time to make a U-turn in our walk with God. This ain't the time to grow slack and, and get slothful. This is the time to keep our foot on the gas. This is the time to keep looking up. This is the time to keep our eyes focused on the prize, church. Brother Chris, can I tell you, it would be the devil's good pleasure to convince you and I to turn around and go back into Egypt. It'd be the devil's good pleasure for you and I to say, can God spread a table in the wilderness? Because I'm convinced if I pass this microphone around this morning that everybody could tell something that Jesus had done for them. Amen. Aren't you thankful that, that he had the power and went about doing good and God gave us that same power, Brother Chava, that we too can go about doing good in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought about how in Proverbs 16, the, the thing that will throw kingdom principles out of whack, Sister Jessica, is something called pride. Amen. Can I tell you that thing can spring up, Brother Brian, in just a moment. Amen. You, it can just happen in mind in your life. Proverbs 16 and 18 said, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You would think if anybody would have been immune from the spirit of pride, Sister Boyd, it would have been the disciples. Amen. If anybody could stand up today, Brother David, and said, Man, we've seen all these miracles that the Bible said that y'all didn't even get to see. They, they seen the blinded eyes open. They seen the Lord feed 5,000, not counting the women and children in another spot. Brother Polk, he fed 4,000, amen. They got, to see, they got to see it all. But the Bible said in Mark 9, 33 and 34, said, and it came, and he, talking about Jesus, came to Capernaum and being in the house, he asked them, what was it you disputed among yourselves by the way? Verse 34 said, but they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. Hard to believe, Brother Donnie, amen, that they was pushing and fighting for position, amen. Can I tell you, if we all take the idea that we're just a servant of the Most High, amen, there's no big eyes or little use, but can I tell you, it's just Jesus. It's, it's all about Jesus, but by the grace of God go I, amen. Have you ever looked at somebody, Have you? and I don't mean this to be funny or facetious, but have you ever been in the red light in the car beside your brother Junior's clunking and cocking and knocking and you just look over there and you just say, thank God. Not in a mean way, 
not in a bad way, but you think, God, that could be me, Sister Joan. I could be in, amen now, church, amen. Have you ever been in church and felt the presence of God and just think about, man, I could be like some of my friends, Sister Jenna, some of my family, some of my co-workers, out lost in the world, but I'm in the house of God, worshiping and praising God because, of, because God paid the ultimate price. Oh, have you ever just thought about, God, why did you choose me? We're talking about kingdom principles. Can I tell you, church, I really hate, I just like to tell you that I think it's a great honor to be a servant for the Most High. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. We shouldn't be ashamed of our testimony of Christ. We ought to be excited to tell people what Jesus has done for me and you. Amen, Brother Jerry. I know y'all like me, when I look in the rearview mirror, I know it's only by the grace of God, Brother Farrell, that I'm even here today. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm moving on. I got to hurry. I thought about, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing when, when your mama gets involved. Amen. You know, when I remember a good friend of mine, we, at Winn-Dixie, we never sold cranberry. You don't know cranberries in the can. We hardly ever sold them things. Warhouse would send us out 30 cases, Brother Jerry. When Thanksgiving was over with, we'd still be stuck with 29 cases. And we'd try to jump it and not get it, but Brother Ben, they'd send them things every time. Well, one year they didn't send us, and we just didn't order because nobody ever bought cranberry and chief from Florida at the Winn-Dixie. But my best buddy's mother come in one time looking for you-know-what, Sister Cricket, cranberry sauce. And my boss happened to hunt with him, with him and his uh, father, which was my buddy's uh, mother that came in, and she just reamed him out at the campfire about cranberry. So when he come back to work, Brother Jerry, the next day, he said, Wayne, I don't care what it takes, but next Thanksgiving, do not let us run out of cranberry. So every time she'd come in, we'd always, her name was, Miss Judy, we just say, Miss Judy, cranberry sauce is on aisle three. Amen. We got you a big. My point is that the Bible said that James and John's mother come to Jesus in Matthew 20 and 20 and 21 and said, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her son worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. Now, she could have asked anything, Sister Mary. She could have just asked for anything, but this is what she said. And he said unto her, What will thy? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit thee on the right hand and the other one on the left hand in thy kingdom. Of all she, my point is, church, pride will slip in very quickly, Brother Brian. It's very easy to let, uh, to let pride slip into your left. Can I tell you, if we ain't careful... We got to keep that plucked up all the time, amen, because the devil would tell you, um, I had heard uh, Charles Spurgeon had said one time, said somebody met him as soon as he come off the platform and said, Brother Spurgeon, he said, I am convinced that's the best message I've ever heard you preach. He said he turned and looked at him. He said, sir, you're too late. The devil's already told me it's the worst message I've ever preached. Amen. Can I tell you, the devil, if he could just lift you up. Come on now, church. Lift you up just a little bit. And you start thinking about me, myself, and I. And look what I've done. Isn't that what King Babylon said? I mean, King Nebuchadnezzar said about Babylon. He said, is this not great Babylon which I've built? And y'all know the rest of that story. 
1 Corinthians 1 and 29 said that no flesh should glory in his presence. We're talking about kingdom principles, which is putting others first, putting Jesus first and putting others first. Amen. I thought about how Martha and Mary, the Bible said that Jesus was coming to Martha and Mary's house. Amen. And, and some of us, have you ever been like Martha? The Bible said that Martha was cumbered about with much serving. Amen. That sounds like little Wayne. Amen. If somebody's coming over, man, brother Everett, I just, you, amen. You just want every, you don't want to run out of nothing. You want to have too much, if anything. Amen. But the Bible said that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to His word. Can I tell you? It's very easy, brother Rayleigh, to 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 be where Martha's at. And it's hard to be where Mary's at. But can I tell you, we need to let Martha be cumbered about many things, but we need to be tied in at the feet of Jesus. Because when all's, all's said and done, all this going to matter. Such a surely is what we've done for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. I thought about, I know y'all heard about my little cat that the Lord blessed us with, and we go on vacation. We'll, we'll leave her home, Sister Betty, all by herself. Amen. And we turned the radio on for her so she could hear some singing. And trying to keep her company, you know, Brother Tyson. And But anyway, when we get home, whether we're gone two days or five days, Brother Kenny, she just whines and cries, and she wants you to scratch her, and she wants you to love on her. And, oh, Brother Wayne, she'll just wear you out. I have to just tell her, say, look here, sister, I ain't got time to play with you. I got house to clean because of her. We got to get in the yard, Sister Terry. But she don't care about that, Sister Terry. Everywhere, if you'll stop, she'll run. Amen. Help me out, honey. She'll run up there and rub on you and want to talk to you. But I ain't got time for that. Amen. I just come off a of vacation. I got to get stuff done. Amen. But she won't. For, and then at night, can I tell you, when, when it's time to get to go to bed, Brother Jerry, she'll get on the back of the couch and she'll just, man, she'll just be wasted. She'll, she's gone because mom and dad's home. My point is, is this. We ought to be like that when we get an opportunity to come to church. Amen. We need to, when we get to come to church, we ought to be like my little cat. We ought to know the presence of God is going to be there waiting on me. And I'm going to be able to get there, and I'm going to be able to have Jesus wrap his arms around. Because when we get home, can I tell you, she's so excited. Amen. But she's got water while we're gone. She's got food while we're gone. But there's something about her mom and dad being in the house. Church, can I tell you, we can have church out on the lawnmower or at work, but can I tell you, it ain't nothing like having church at the house. Amen. It ain't nothing like coming in the presence of God and, and, and feel his presence. And, and there ain't nothing like having your brother and sister come up here and lay hands on you and pray for you and you got a need. It don't always have to be a healing. It could be a mental thing. It could be a child thing. It could be a work thing. But, Sister Lana, I'm so thankful to have brothers and sisters that have come up and pray and lay hands on me and keep me encouraged. Can I tell you, but I'm most thankful for a God that will meet you where you're at. Amen. I'm so thankful because we got a lot to be excited about, church, because I don't know about y'all, but I read to the back of the book, we're the winners on the team. Amen. It don't matter what the devil says. He can huff and puff, and he can tell you it don't matter about these kingdom principles. You just worry about Wayne and your four and no more. Well, Brother JT, can I tell you, it's a lie from the bottom of the pits of hell. Amen. Because we can't be Jesus, people, if we don't love him first and foremost and love. Come on. Come on. Love our neighbors, ourselves. Amen. It's, it, Brother Allen has already said, can I tell you, nothing's worth having unless it costs you something. Amen. I thought about how in Jesus, 
In Matthew 8, 1 and 4, when Jesus, verse, I mean, chapter 5 and 6 and 7 talks about the Sermon on the Mountain, and chapter 8 picks it up on the very first verse, and it talks about he's coming down out of the mountain now from this great revival that he had. And the Bible said that there was a leper that met him there, Brother Kevin. And the leopard says something very astonishing. He said, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. Amen. Brother Justin, you're talking about some great faith. He just said, Lord, I am confident. And I remember Brother Rayleigh saying this. You just think about it that time. Leprosy was so bad and they were so afraid of it. Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus just reached out and touched the man. Aren't you thankful, Sister Amy? It don't matter what you're going through and what's happening in your life. God's willing to step there and meet you right where you're at. Amen. And the Bible said that Jesus' response was, he said, I will. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that the leopard said, Lord, I just know you can. So Jesus, I just wonder how many, how many obstacles was in him, in his way, Brother Pope, just in his own mind. Amen? Because he knew he was supposed to be across the other side of the street hollering unclean, unclean. He knew nobody wanted anything to do with him, Brother Kevin. But he just knew if he could get to Jesus. Amen? Can I tell you, church, if we can just have that kind of confidence, Sister Jane, we just know if we can touch. You know, last Sunday, Sister Terry and Brother Brian come to the back where we was all and, and just said the most, I was just, I was like, John the Baptist in his mother's womb, when she heard about the salutation that Mary gave her, that the Bible said that the baby leaped in Elizabeth's womb, amen, and Mama got full of the Holy Ghost. But Brother Brian come back and said that Sister Terry said she just wanted to come to church and get prayer. She said if she knew she could get prayer, she would be better. Man, Brother Leonard, that just charged me up, amen? Because, church, that's an attitude we've got to have. Can I tell you, we don't need to be looking to the right hand or to the left hand. We got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, amen? We got something to be excited about, amen? We know this, we know this wonderful truth. We're sitting amongst people that, that, that God has personally touched and healed. I thought about how the, the Bible said that when he came into Samaria, he was at Jacob's well. And we all know the story about the woman there. But this is what I just want to point out, and I got to move on. The Bible said in John 4, said Jesus being wearied with his journey. But then he was tired. The disciples said, we, gonna, we, we ain't got time to talk to anybody. We're going back into town, Sister Chelsea, and get us some meat. We're going to go buy some groceries, Jesus. You just hang out here. We'll be back. But Sister Cricket, even in his weary state, he had time. Aren't you thankful that you don't have to call and get an appointment with Jesus? Aren't you thankful it don't matter what time of day, what time of hour, what is going on? Jesus is right there. Amen. Can I tell you, all you just got to say is the name of Jesus. Amen. I thought about the widow of Nain. The Bible said that when he come to the gate, he seen this great procession. And the Bible said that she was a widow and she had a dead son. Amen? But, Brother Brian, that don't stop Jesus. The Bible said that he had compassion on her. Church, we're talking about kingdom principles. We're talking about a God that has set an example for you and I to follow. Amen? Can I tell you, is it going to cost you something? Can I tell you, as people that we mess with messy, church would say amen. Amen? But Sister Bev, can I tell you, it's worth it. Amen. 
can I tell you, it's worth it. When, when you see God working in people's life, I'm often amazed, Pastor. When we was coming to church this morning, two or three boats was headed somewhere. Maybe they went to a sunrise service and got, got church out of the way, amen, and now they're going to, maybe they did. Let's hope they did, Sister Townsend. Well, can I tell you, little Wayne could have been in that truck headed to the river this morning to go fishing. I don't ever, Sister Susan, want to take this walk with God for granted. I don't want to grow cold and indifferent in God. I want God to, I want to, somebody said in the Bible one time, it was like a fire shut up. I, Brother Richard, I want that fire shut up in my bones. Amen? Oh, I want to, man, do y'all ever just get excited when you read the B-I-B-L-E all by yourself? And I know I told y'all this before. I'll just tell you again. Man, I just say, God, if you did that for Brother Kenny, you can do that for me. Amen. I make mental notes of that stuff, Brother Pope, because he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a promise, church. Amen. I'm going to move on past the great commandments. That's already been read. So let me tell you about Mark 2, 1 and 2. It's very familiar. And it said, and again, talking about Jesus, he entered into Capernaum. And after some days, and I love this, and it said it was noise that he was in the house. Amen. It was noise that he was in the house. Can I tell you, all we need to tell people about is J-E-S-U-S. You won't come across anybody, Brother David, in your walk in life that can't, Jesus cannot help. Can I tell you, Jesus can help anything and everything. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? The Bible said it when it was noise that he was in the house. Can I tell you, church, if we'll tell people about what Jesus is doing in our church and in our family and in, in our life, can I tell you, there's, I don't care what the devil says, there's hungry, whole, I mean, hungry souls out there. Amen. The devil would tell you nobody cares. But can I tell you, there's still people that need salvation. There's still people that need healing and delivering. Amen. But it said in verse 2, And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Church, can I tell you, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the Word of God. Amen. That's why it's so important to get the Word on the inside. And we all know the story. The Bible said that, that it was a man that had the palsy, and there was just no way, Brother Mike, they could get him into the front door because it said there was no room to receive them, not so much as about the door. Wouldn't it be great when revival breaks loose? It'd be like this, and, we, man, we'd have to turn the outside audio on to reach the people outside sitting in the chairs. Amen. Pastor was just talking about just a few minutes ago about how a gentleman just come up to a church somewhere and, and said he felt something. In a midday, it wasn't church service, there wasn't revival going on. Can I tell you, Sir Davis, he said he just come up in, on a work day and he felt something. Church, I don't know about y'all, but I want people to feel that, amen. Not only when they come to where our church at, but when they walk up in my cubicle where I'm spinning around on my chair, amen, I want them to feel something. I don't know about y'all, church. I want people to know that we serve a God that's a healer and God's a deliverer, a God that'll set you free. Amen. We do more than just church. Amen. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, church. Amen. I, I, I want to walk past people in the grocery store, Brother Brian, and they feel something. Amen. Because there's hurting people everywhere, church. But, and I got to hurry along, but we all know the story. You know, it said that the Bible said that they had to lift him up. 
Now, Brother Jerry, I know y'all some strong men in here, but, man, could you imagine this and grabbing a rope? How do you do that? How would you pick Brother Donnie up and we wanted to get him up here on the roof? How would you do that? Man, there's got to be a lot of pull, Brother Junior, a lot of straining. Man, somebody, one of them four could have said, you know what, this just ain't worth the effort. Boy, if old Doubting Thomas would have showed up and he'd have said, man, if one of them four would have been Doubting Thomas, man, there's just no way we could have done that. Man, as soon as we start pulling on him, he's going to roll off the cot. Man, he'll get himself. Amen. That's what the devil would like for me and you to do. Because here's the thing. If we'll just step out a little bit, God will meet us there. Amen, Brother Tyson? Amen? If we'll just step out just a little bit, God. Because, you know, we just read that story, Brother Chris, and just run on across it talking about what a great miracle. But can you, can you imagine how physically demanding it was on those four? Amen. Do you know how physical demanding it would be? And I'm getting ahead of myself. But for you and I to go outside our comfort zone. Do y'all have comfort zones or is it just little Wayne? Man, I like things a certain way. I just drive honey crazy. She just, she just gave up on me. She just does what she wants and we try to meet in the middle. Amen, Sister Sherry. But man, I just like things a certain way. Sometimes I'll just tell her, and just to, I don't just let me drift here just a minute. I'll just tell her sometime, Brother JT, when she messes with me, I said, "My wife don't like for you to leave your shoes here in the middle of the kitchen. My wife don't like for you to to dirty up the floor." See, my point is that that I like things done my way. But see, when you're doing with God, Sister Chelsea, God's got his own way. Amen. Can I tell you, to the trained eye, man, you just wouldn't put Brother Donnie on the cot and pull him up there because somebody would say, we just can't do it. That's why the children said, can God spread a table in the wilderness? All, Brother Riley, that they had come through, all that God had done for them, they had forgotten about the God that brought them out of Egypt. Forgot about the God that kept them through ten plagues when it was dark in the land of Egypt. The Bible said there was light in the land of Goshen. When the death angel flew, they said not only did the firstborn of the Egyptians die, the first animal died also. But can I tell you where the blood was applied, Brother Pope? They made it in the land of Goshen because they put God, they took God at his word, church. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If we'll take God at his word, it'll work. If we'll get me, myself, and I out of the way, amen, and, and apply these kingdom principles, they work, Brother Brian. Because if you read the rest of the story, the Bible says, Sister Jessica, that, he, that Jesus didn't see the man that had the palsy's faith. He said he saw their faith. Don't let the devil ever lie to you that, 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 that you, what you're praying for people don't matter. It does matter. Amen. It don't matter whose prayer Jesus hears, but it's important that God hears our prayer. Because can I tell you, Brother Rayleigh, if they hadn't have tried real hard to get this man on the roof, he wouldn't have got a healing. He wasn't coming in the front door because I tell you, it was packed. He wasn't getting in. Who knows, Sister Bev, who you and I may come in contact if we listen to the old devil himself that, that somebody will miss out on a healing or a blessing because we listen to the voice of the stranger. I got to hurry to a close. Luke 14, 12 and 14. Jesus makes this a, just a phenomenal. He just messes little Wayne up with this. 
Verse 12 said, Then said he also to him that bade him, he said, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors. I'd like to have some of them, church, say amen. Least they also bid thee again, and recompense be made to thee. Amen? But that's the people I feel comfortable with, Brother Brian. It's my friends and my brethren and my kinsmen. Because I know about Sister Jenna, what I'm going to get out of them. She said if I'd call their name, she'd say amen. She ain't said amen yet, but I'm going to keep on. Hey, Brother Chris, you understand what I'm saying. It's easy to feel comfortable with people that you feel comfortable with. But, Brother Danny, can I tell you, when you pick up that stranger on the side of the road and you take him to Burger King or you take him to Walmart, come on now, church, and you buy him a little something, and you spend a little time with him, that's a different story. Brother Allen's already said it. When we cut into our 24 hours, I don't know about y'all, I don't have enough 24 hours. Amen. And our children are grown, and it's just me and honey. I swear I think we're busier, but it's okay. It's just written, it's just the way life is. But my point is, as Brother Allen's already stated, when you take somebody and introduce them into your 24 hours, you got to give up something. Just like you got to give up something to go out witnessing. Just like you got to give up something if you're going to go to a preaching thing or to help somebody to go to a convalescent home. I got to hurry, but I remember some of the greatest times, Sister Donna, that we had that I can remember at Mount Zion was we used to go to the convalescent home there in Fannin. And, man, it'd take us a little while to load up the speakers and load up the guitars and all that kind of stuff. And some of them would be asleep, and some of them wouldn't even know they in the house. But Brother Kenny, it was just did my heart good when you started singing some of them old songs that just perk up. Boy, when they heard that song about Jesus, Brother Donnie, it's just like they just went in another zone. Amen. And, and can I tell you, Jesus is real, church. But this is what he said. He said, but when thou makest a feast called the poor, the maimed, and the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Because can I tell you, brother, being messing with people can be messy. Amen. I heard Brother Larry say this some time ago, but I'd give him a big amen, is that, you know, just because God saves you and your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life don't mean there's some stuff that ain't still following you, Brother Jerry. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm sure y'all could say amen to this, that, that you've invested a lot of time into people down the road that they just decide to go back into Egypt. And the devil looks at you and says, you just wasted all that time, Sister Landon, but you ain't wasted no time. The Bible said that the grace of God that bringeth salvation is appeared to all men. See, the thing is, brother, how they got to give an account because the word of God's been introduced to their life. God's used me and you. Amen. Aren't you thankful to be used of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen. The devil would tell you, Sister Chelsea, don't mention that name again, but can I tell you, you just got to mention it again because you just never know. You never know when that God's got you at the right place at the right time and they want to hear the Word of God. I thought about how the, the guy that painted our church and uh, his name was Reuben and they, uh, they were seven-day Adventists and um, he said that about how, he, how they grew their church was, 
I think it was from Puerto Rico, Costa Rica or somewhere. But they said, Brother Jerry, when they seen people uh, walking down the street that had come from, you know, like Costa Rica or wherever they were from, they'd always pull up beside them and say, hey, say, uh, how would you like to go get something to eat? Hey, how would you like to go get a cup of coffee? And, oh, by the way, we have a church that we just started. So, Chelsea, he said that, that it was amazing how many people just needed somebody to talk to. Just to spend a little bit of time with them that would say, you know what, I'll have a cup of coffee with you. He said, man, he said, it ain't nothing for us after church on Sunday to have a house full of people at the church. I said, man, you just bring those people to your house? And he said, oh, yeah, man. He said, we just had the greatest time talking about the Lord. My point is, this church, is that, that the devil would tell you that don't work, but Reuben told me that it works. And I don't know about y'all, but I remember when I went to church as a young man, it was just so nice that somebody spent a little bit of time with me. I was like, Brother Allen, I think back now that I'm an old man, Brother Allen. How many people just poured into my life when I was just a little fella, didn't know Adam from Eve and Eve from Adam, amen? But they just took time out to just, just keep pouring. Church, can I encourage you to just keep pouring in people's life? Don't listen to what your adversary, the devil, would say, Brother Toby. Just keep pouring. Amen. God's got to give the increase. Amen. But me and you can water. Me and you can plant. But God will give the increase. Because can I tell you, if it worked in my life and it worked in Brother Allen's life, I'm convinced it still worked today. So I'm hurrying to a close. I just want to tell you about John 13 and 1 and 4 through 9. Sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. John 13 and 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world. I just love this last little bit. The Bible said he loved them unto the end. Church, you could preach that. Amen. How to preach. Don't you think, well, I guarantee you, every one of us could stand up right now and say, he's loved me to the end. Aren't you thankful for that promise? There's a lot of promises in the book, Sister Jane, but that's a promise that we can stand. The Bible said he loved them until the end. So we're going to pick up the story in verse 4 where the Bible said that Jesus raised from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. And verse 6 says, There cometh to him Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash not thee, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And I love Peter's response. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Church, Jesus was making an example that him being the king of kings and the Lord of lords come as a lowly servant. Brother Justin, to wash his disciples' feet. Can I just, for a little caveat, can I just tell you, somebody that was in the crowd that he knew was going to turn him in, turn him over, and sell him out. I'm convinced he didn't skip around Judas. I'm convinced he didn't say, hey, Peter, you better jump in here and get this boy. John, you come get some of this. James. He said, no, Judas. And just for giggles, he ever thought about Sister Betty, what they thought when the king of kings and the Lord of Lord had their feet in his hand, the hand that made it all. 
And you think about that, the king of kings got down there on his knees and washed the disciples' feet. And they probably didn't have clean feet like you and I have with socks and shoes and all that on them. The feet was probably dirty and nasty. So verse 12 says, So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Verse 13 said, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so am I. You can stand, for so I am. He said, If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. It's just hard to imagine that the King of Kings just loved us that much that he'd die on an old rugged cross, paid the ultimate price so you and I could be here this morning. I'll tell you this, and I'm through. Helen Walton said one time, it is not what you gather, but what you scatter that tells what kind of life you have lived. See, the world would tell me and you it's what you gather that really matters. But Helen said it's not what you gather that really matters, but it's what you scatter, what you give away. But can I tell you, Brother Chris, the only way to be able to do this, that you're not trying to get your name on a Florida Gator Stadium over there, but if you're just trying to uplift the name of Jesus, it has to take the love of Christ. Can I get you to lift your hands and let's pray as we dismiss. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386 935 2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.